If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear, check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Smart TV. My name is David Butcher and this is episode 35, so I think by now you know how it all works. I'm going to recommend some good TV for the week ahead. Um, I don't tend to call it a what to watch podcast because for me, what to watch sounds a bit sort of bossy. You know, this is what to watch. Watch this. I think of it more as a pick and mix of treats and possibilities. It's a suggestion box. Here's some cool TV, some new stuff some interesting stuff, some tucked away stuff. Hopefully, something in here you'll enjoy. It might at least give you an alternative to whatever you're currently watching, which at this point is almost certainly either football or the end of I'm a Celebrity or Strictly Come Dancing, or else some very obscure streaming thing that no one else is watching and you keep banging on about it down the pub, but nobody cares. Anyway, I'll give you options. I'm going to start with comedy and Regular listeners know I often struggle to find comedies to kind of lighten the mix, but there are a few this week. Firstly, a one-off called We Are Not Alone, which is on Monday on Dave. And it's a mildly sci-fi comedy. Don't let that scare you off. It's written by two of the stars and writers of Ghosts on BBC One, Lawrence Rickard and Ben Wilbond. And... It feels like it could easily have been a film released in cinemas, a sort of Britcom film. The idea is that a bunch of aliens come and take over the Earth, and they've got big blue heads and so on. And they decide they're going to control Britain from Clitheroe in Lancashire, uh, but except they keep mispronouncing it amusingly. Uh, and these aliens keep getting the wrong end of the stick, and they don't really understand human foibles and so on. Um, 
And the sort of the hero of the thing is this junior planning officer called Stuart, who's a very unambitious lad. And he ends up having to be their sort of main go-between between the aliens and Britain's humans. And the aliens, they can't believe how hopeless we are and why we like Stilton and why we drive cars that belch out toxic fumes and so on. But they're also slightly hopeless and inept. And the two main ones are played by Vicky Pepperdine and Mike Wozniak, who are, for my money, just two of the best comedy actors around. Wozniak, he's the alien sort of military guy, but he's always kind of suppressing his anger. And nobody does barely suppress anger better than Mike Wozniak. Uh, anyway, it's very good fun. It's well-crafted. It's got a top cast, as I say. I won't go through them all, but I'd definitely say give it a look. It's called We Are Not Alone. It's on Monday on Dave. Weirdly, there's another sci-fi-ish comedy to look out for this week. It's the belated return of Avenue 5 on Wednesday on Sky Comedy. You might have forgotten this. It's an Armando Iannucci thing. It's a sitcom where this luxury cruise spaceship taking passengers through the solar system has gone horribly wrong. So they're all stuck up there. And the captain is played by Hugh Laurie, who's brilliant. It feels a bit like The Thick of It or Veep or one of those other Armando Iannucci things in that it's it's about something that should be under control and run by grown-ups, but is actually a complete shambles with idiots in charge. And in that sense, it feels a bit like a political satire in a way. It also has that Veep thick of it style of incredibly smart, quick-fire dialogue full of zingers, but they come so thick and fast you almost can't catch them all. In the first episode, I almost missed this great line where one of the characters is wearing, for some reason, these weirdly mismatched, colourful clothes. And one of them says to her, that's an eclectic outfit. Are you trying to flummox predators? Which is a great line. Hugh Laurie has a beard in it and someone describes him as a depressed anorexic Santa Claus, which sort of suits Hugh Laurie in a weird way. Anyway, that's Avenue 5. It's on Wednesday on Sky Comedy. It's the second series. It's an acquired taste, but it's worth acquiring. Okay, more comedy, but this time stand-up. We see a lot of Ramesh Ranganathan on TV. He's got, I think, at least half a dozen different sort of returning series. And he's amazingly consistent, I think. He's always good value. But what about his stock in trade, stand-up comedy? Well, if you've got Netflix, he's got a new special on there called Ramesh Ranganathan, The Cynic. That'll be available on Tuesday. It's just a recording of a gig from his recent tour when he goes back to Crawley, his hometown in Sussex. And it's very funny. He's brilliant. He's very scathing about everything. But particularly in this, he's talking about Brighton Beach and how rubbish that is and dogs and vegan food and all kinds of things. He talks about how, yes, he does care about the planet but he still can't quite be asked to rinse out a yogurt pot there's lots of great observational comedy often at his own expense it's a very good show but there's another episode tacked on there's two episodes of it and the second one is kind of a behind the scenes thing with Ramesh and his family which is it's a bit weird and strained and I'd say give that a miss unless you're really obsessed with him and you want to see his wife and his kids and his brother and, of course, his mum and so on. But anyway, that's Ramesh Ranganathan, The Cynic, episode one, but skip episode two, I'd say. Uh, it's on Netflix from Tuesday. The excellent Lucy Worsley has a three-part series on Agatha Christie, starting 
the day this podcast lands, Friday on BBC Two. It's called Agatha Christie, Lucy Worsley on the Mystery Queen. The idea is it goes into how Christie's, her slightly unusual kind of psychology and unusual upbringing, how they fueled her books and made her the best-selling novelist of all time. Lucy Worsley's arguing that she was actually quite a radical writer. We think of her as a kind of cosy crime thing, but actually she was a rebel in many ways. And also, like pretty much all her characters, Christie wasn't what she seemed to be on the surface. And so Worsley wants to kind of unpick her mystery a bit like solving one of her whodunits. And she draws some interesting parallels between Christie's life and the plots of her books but in the process just a slight warning note she does give away the endings of some of the stories and I think probably that's okay most of us know who done it by now for most of them and if you're a Christie fan I think the series will only add to your sort of appreciation of it and maybe send you back to some of the books again I remember growing up reading them in those old Fontana paperback editions from the I guess 60s and 70s that had amazing cover illustrations by I think his name's Tom Adams very surreal macabre anyway that's the first of a three-parter called Agatha Christie Lucy Worsley on the Mystery Queen that's on Friday on BBC Two another great TV historian the brilliant Simon Sharma is back he has a new series called Simon Sharma's History of Now it's on Sunday on BBC Two I I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with Sharma. I met him once and chatted to him for ages, and he was very sweet and charming and interesting. And he has made some great television. I think he can be a bit maddening on screen. I can understand people who don't want to watch his stuff. He's wonderfully articulate. He's extraordinary. He's sort of off-the-cuff pieces to camera. Always very full of insights. But also there is something a bit precious about and and... Slightly, I mean, maybe being pretentious isn't a bad thing in the kind of thing that he's doing, but he's quite sort of intellectually gushy, I suppose. And whatever he's talking about, he has a way of making it about Simon Sharma and how it makes him feel. But in this case, that's the whole idea. It's about recent history and the fight for progress as it has unfolded in his lifetime, in some cases in his experience. And his main argument is that the real architects of progress are not politicians, they're the creative people who are on the cutting edge, artists, writers, musicians. They're the ones, as he says, who raise us from indifference and become agents of change. So he talks about Nina Simone and George Orwell and Boris Pasternak. He talks to Ai Weiwei, the Chinese artist, and Margaret Atwood. There's wonderful archive footage, particularly in the second episode. And I'd say if you're interested in recent history, in progressive values and big ideas there's some really good stuff in there and Sharma really goes for it there are some very impassioned pieces to camera because he's worried that the things people fought for that he's talking about like equality and democracy and civil rights and so on all that progress is under threat around the world at the moment so that's Simon Sharma's history of now it's on Sunday on BBC Two I've come this far and Unusually, I've not mentioned any drama yet. So obviously there's running series like The English on BBC Two, wonderful show, and White Lotus on Sky Atlantic. There's also, if you're looking for new stuff, a drama on Apple TV Plus that's called Echo 3. That's available now. It's an action thriller 
mixed together with a more sensitive character drama. And the idea is a scientist goes missing in South America and her husband and her brother, who, luckily enough, are some kind of elite special ops soldiers, they go in to bring her back and rescue her. And they have to sort of put aside their differences as brothers-in-law. It's one of those stories that you feel could have worked as a movie, but when it's strung out to the length of a whole series with, I'm not sure, I think it's 10 episodes, it becomes a little bit wafty and kind of unfocused and disjointed, and it might not keep you gripped. It's also trying to be a political thriller and make a point about US involvement in Latin America. There are great action sequences. It's written by the guy who's behind Zero Dark Thirty and The Hurt Locker, if you saw either of those. For me, you may have gathered, it didn't quite hang together as an action show or as a crafted, sort of layered human story. But I think some people will really like it and get on board. For me, I have to say the opening scene, which I think was meant to set the characters up as very affluent, cool people. I found it really annoying. Anyway, the first episodes are on Apple TV Plus now. I'm not entirely convinced, but if it sounds like the kind of thing you need, it is slick and expensively done and smoothly put together and perfectly decent, good television. It's called Echo 3. There's a feature-length documentary called... It's got a slightly cumbersome title, Jimi Hendrix Experience, colon, Music, Money, Madness in Maui. And that's on BBC Two on Saturday night. I was hoping to sort of big this up and make it my hidden gem because I find Hendrix fascinating. But I should disclose, I haven't been able to get hold of the thing to preview. I've seen bits of it and it's in that Saturday BBC Two retro pop music slot that they have. It's a fairly kind of, brilliant 60s trippy story of how Hendrix ended up playing live to a tiny crowd at like a couple hundred people in a field on the side of a volcano in Hawaii as part of this experimental arty film he was involved in. There's loads of live footage of him playing which is worth it just for that and afterwards BBC Two's also repeating a documentary called Jimi Hendrix Voodoo Child which is a more straight profile of him and his life story if you're a Hendrix fan you can really fill your boots on Saturday night on BBC Two while I'm talking about Saturday if it's a bit of a rainy day where you are and you don't have much to do and you're not interested in the football or whatever I noticed there's a bunch of excellent films all on preview channels so you could start with double indemnity which is on sky art starting at 11 55 in the morning the classic 1940s film noir uh, directed by billy wilder screenplay by raymond chandler strange film really kind of cynical about people and it's quite hard to unpick what's really going on in it but because that's quite dark if it leaves you wanting something more sweeping and romantic you could segue straight into dr zhivago on BBC Two at 2pm and the the book and the film are things that Simon Sharma's talking about in his programme on Sunday. It's David Lean's version of the Boris Pasternak novel with Omar Sharif and Julie Christie, of course. And then early evening on Channel 4, there's Hidden Figures, which is the film, you may remember, it's the story of the black women who were the unsung heroes of the US space programme at NASA in the 1960s. Uh, It's a great story. It's told at times with a nice light touch, at times a slightly heavier touch, but real heart and uplift and brilliant performances. So I reckon with those three films, you could draw the curtains and have a heck of a Saturday from midday until sort of 
dinner time, uh, assuming you're not fussed about the football or the rugby or strictly or anything, which might rule out most of us, but I'd say stick them on the hard drive, record them for later. Regular podcast listeners know how I feel about Taskmaster, so I'm not going to go on about the fact, but I'll just mention in passing that the final of this series is on Thursday on Channel 4. And if you're also a fan, they've just announced the... They always have a Christmas New Year special. Uh, it's got a quite an eye-catching lineup this year, including Mo Farah, Carol Vorderman, Greg James, but also the pop star Self Esteem um, and other people as well. So that's worth looking out for. That's in a few weeks. We will be talking about that and the other festive TV in a special bumper edition of this podcast that we're planning for... Friday the 17th of December. When I say we, it won't just be me. I'm going to be joined, I hope, by Francis Taylor and Kellyanne Taylor. They're not related, but both Radio Times writers to talk about our pick of the Christmas telly. So look out for that. I can't finish without mentioning a big new thing on BBC One on Tuesday called The Traitors. Uh, you may have seen the trailers for this. It's a psychological reality show that works the same way it seems to be based on if you've ever played a party game called werewolf some people call it mafia anyway here it's a bunch of people living in a scottish castle and they have to work out which of them are secretly the traitors who uh, have to work to in inverted commas murder the others and get them evicted from the game one by one. It's presented by Claudia Winkleman, but she does it very much not in her touchy-feely, strictly mode, but as a much darker, more sinister kind of Claudia. The contestant, it's lots of big characters, extroverts, uh, lots of mind games. It's quite mean at times, I found quite uncomfortable. It's not my kind of thing, if I'm honest. But if you're missing I'm a Celebrity after it ends on Sunday, the BBC are obviously hoping you might segue straight into it. So that's The Traitors, starts on BBC One on Tuesday and then there's episodes on Wednesday and Thursday as well and then it comes back the following week with three episodes a week. I nearly made that my one to miss this week because I don't like what I've seen of it, but we did recommend it in the magazine and it will appeal to a lot of people, I think. However, my actual one to miss this week is on Netflix. It's called Ghislaine Maxwell, Filthy Rich. My first reaction to this was really another... Ghislaine Maxwell documentary. I've watched in the line of duty half a dozen documentaries and series about Maxwell and her role in the Jeffrey Epstein scandal. And it's a, a terrible story that's very compelling for people because it's got mega money and celebrity and sex and miscarriage of justice. And Maxwell's life is like something from an airport thriller. But enough now we don't need to go over it all again i don't think there are lots of other good series and and one-offs on the story out there if you, if you want to find out about it but the ground has been very extensively covered i think let's leave maxwell in prison and move on and find some other stories so that's Ghislaine maxwell filthy rich on netflix you don't need to know when because you don't need to watch that's all from me this week I was hoping to cover a couple of other things, a couple of things on Disney+. Plus: The Patient with Steve Carell and Willow, the fantasy series with Warwick Davis. They're both out on 
Wednesday the 30th of November. But I'll catch up with them next week, along with some other great stuff. The Return of Slow Horses, the shabby crime thriller with Gary Oldman on Apple TV+, and brilliant new Kate Winslet drama on Channel 4. So all that to look forward to. Join me again next Friday or whenever you decide to listen. But until then, bye for now and happy viewing. <laughs>